When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and today we got Hobson back after about three years. How you living, man? Hey, I'm living better than ever, man. Mentally better, physically, everything's better. That's good to hear. Yeah, yeah, I can't complain at all. Definitely. I mean, I went back and rewatched that old interview, and it did have like a tinge of... You know, and I guess you probably are always going to kind of feel this way to a certain extent, but it felt like you felt like you were kind of very unsure of exactly where your career was at, where your place in the game was at. And that, yes. that was like the main thing that struck me. It was like, that was a really interesting interview because you were sort of being upfront about that. Feeling. Yeah, yeah. I was also very depressed during that time that I don't know if I can tell that I was depressed in that interview, but I don't know if others can read it. But yeah, um, that was a time in my life where I was unsure about a lot of things. Right. Yeah. I feel it. Yep. I, I feel like you're somebody who, like, I don't think you can make music without sort of having to show how you're really feeling. I, I, I can't. That's that's what I, um, I struggle with. A lot of people make generic life songs where it's just like, full, they, they, they word it in a way where it's not too personal and it's just like vaguely relates to everybody. And then, it, you know, and that stuff can work for them. But I'm like... That's why I, I put out songs slow because I really want to channel it from a place of honesty. Mm. I want to make sure everything that I put out is really from the heart and it's something that I went through, something that I'm going through. I don't just, I don't like making songs just because, you know, because it, it feels like I could do that, but my fans are going to be able to tell because mm-hmm. the reason my fans love me is because of my honesty and those songs that I put out that had, you know, traumatic situations in them that were kind of difficult to get through and me just kind of finding my way so yeah i don't think that will ever change i feel like you're more like a like a real artist in the sense that you need to feel that inspiration whereas a lot of people rapping is like a craft like you know a a a carpenter can pull up to your house and build you a fucking shelf well i guess they would probably build the shelf and then bring it to your house or whatever but like they could do the little odd job at anybody's house and that's fine and that's how a lot of rappers feel Mm -hmm. is like oh like you know even at the the heights of their popularity when we were all listening to lil wayne it's like you could tell like lil wayne would pull up on anybody get on anyone's song it wasn't you you knew it wasn't necessarily that he was motivated artistically by every single of those one of those beats yeah 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 Yeah, but he but he was a vibe though and he knew how to channel that vibe and he could do it you know very consistently and there are a lot of artists who who can do that you know um and you know i'm I'm sure i could tap into that and sometimes i feel like i do sometimes i don't i you know i'm when it comes to creating music i'm involved in the entire process from you know just i i make the beat first you know i I make all my beats i've been producing everything my entire career and then you know once i make the beat of course you know i write the song to it and i'm just it's just me in the studio honestly there's no one else at all so i'm just doing everything and then um you know i i mix and master the record i write a treatment for the music video then I fly wherever I need to. Um, I've been living in Thailand, especially over the past year, but I've I come back and forth. So I fly out to L.A., I do my music video, 
and then I go back home and edit it, edit the video and everything. And it, and then by the time I put a song out, I believe that they're like amazing pieces of work. When I put a music video out, a song and a music video, I always put them together. But I'm so drained afterwards because really? I'm like, dude, that shit like just killed me. Mm. Like it's just. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, I wish there was two me's, you know. Maybe I sh- and maybe I should get an, an engineer or somebody else to kind of take the the load off. But I feel like I also feel like it's a part of the creative process to do everything the way that I've been doing it. You know, it it, it, it does it is fun to me, but it does take a toll. Mm, that's interesting. So you're actually in the studio rapping, and uh, if you you know fuck up a bar or whatever, that's actually you like re punching into every everything is me. I, I I tell everybody this. I'm like if if my brand were like Coca Cola, I'm the only one inside of the factory. Mm-hmm. You see the big factory, and you think there's gonna be, like when it comes to the music side specifically, not like mm-hmm. the business stuff, but the music stuff, everything that you're hearing, it's just only me. That's interesting. Yeah, like I, but I, I enjoy it that way. I don't want anybody around. I don't want anybody's opinions. I don't want anybody trying to, you know, shift me out of my element and all that. Um, and, and yeah, I, I personally find it difficult to work with certain people, but I'm aware that maybe I just haven't found the right people to, you know, team up with and create a project with or something like that. Did you used to have, have you always wrapped on primarily your own beats? This is 100% everything. Okay. Yeah, there's been maybe t- two occasions where I wrapped on someone else's beat, but everything that people typically know from me has been my my beats. It's interesting because I feel like a lot of people, they start to get a degree of popularity and then they just take on a bunch of different employees and people that work with them so that they can make music more comfortably and make more of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've thought about that, you know. If I if I hired other producers, hired ghostwriters, and hired this and that, Hobson would be on a different level right now. Mm. And all I had to do was show up and look like this bullshit everywhere, and then didn't know why motherfuckers are in the studio somewhere writing shit for me. I just show up and spit it and leave and go do my interviews. That'll be great, but that's not that's not how I do it though, you know. Yeah, yeah, like it. it I wish, and I, I hear about other artists doing it that way, where they show up to the studio, so it's like, yo, I got this hook for you. Here it's just like this, and they go, cool, and they spit it, and then they leave, engineer mixes it, sends it, and they're like, cool, done, put it out. You know? I, I was listening to a rapper uh, this morning in the gym, just came on, and I'm not going to say who, because I don't want him to ever have to like respond to this, but he, I was just listening to him, and I'm thinking like, this guy has to have a writer by this point in his career. He's yeah. like 40 plus years old. He don't rap like the way he used to. Yeah. His stuff sounds written where it used to sound punched in. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, I would be astonished if mm-hmm. this guy didn't have somebody helping him out with these verses at this point in his career. And I don't necessarily look down on it. I mean, it's kind of, you kind of have to respect the sleight of hand to a yeah. certain extent. Like yeah. the same way you're looking at a girl's photos and you know she don't really look like that. <laughs> but the photos look so good that you're like, well, it's a fucking work of art. Either yeah, way, yeah, props yeah. to you for what you're pulling uh-huh. off here, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Yeah, you know, it's, and it's not, um, I think some people just have different, you know, priorities and they, you know, um, and, different goals and stuff like that so some people may they they might just want to be the biggest artist Mm. doesn't matter if they wrote it or not they just want to they want to wherever they show up they want to shut it down Mm. and and it has to be undeniably like i'm that dude and i'm that guy you know what i'm saying and i'm not necessarily that's not my goal that's not who i want to be i just want to be authentic and i don't want anyone ever say that i wasn't me Mm. you know so 
everything comes from my heart. Are you somebody who uh, kind of took solace in the mask mandate to a certain extent? I feel like you probably kind of appreciate the uh, added degree of privacy. Um, I, I do. I The COVID stuff with the mask, I, I do love it. Mm. It has protected me a lot now, and, and it's made things easier. Um, through the COVID stuff, of course, I, I began. I mean, it kind of happened before the COVID stuff, like this, whatever the fuck this is. I... um. I've I've always wanted to just it, it's, when I was a little kid I was like man I want to be a ninja when I grow up mm. I want to be a fucking ninja and that's just always what I felt like when I walk around when I was in school running through the streets I'm like I feel like a fucking ninja every Halloween I was always a ninja and then, you know when you become an adult you just do adult shit and then I just recently maybe over the um past two years or so maybe yeah two years I was like I still want to be a ninja. That shit never went away. I wish, like, people just dressed how they wanted to dress so people could just, like, get straight to the point of who we are. So it's just like, yep, this is how I feel inside. You can see it. You know what you're getting when you look at me. Like, some fuck shit, whatever the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that, I am. Because I feel like everyone's kind of the same. And I'm like, dude, like, like I've, I recently, like, I feel like I've gotten in touch with my inner child. and mm. And I'm just learning to to just let go and do whatever the fuck I want. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, integral to being in touch with your inner child is kind of not paying attention to the the analytics that you're sort of receiving from everything all the time. Because, like, like for me, I'm kind of always having to weigh the, the pros and cons of I got this business to run, and, like, with the business, like, I should be chasing money. That's what a business yeah. is about, make as uh-huh. much money as possible. But then there's the other side of my personality, which is, like, I'm just interested in what I'm interested in. Yeah. You know, I can't ignore that, that like I'm going to be reading articles about things that 10 people care about that. If I (laughs) talked about it on here, nobody would care about. Yeah. And you know, you're always kind of trying to weigh those. Yeah, no, it's true. And, um, and I I found myself kind of playing that game my whole career of almost just Mm. like doing whatever it takes to maintain the, the business in the right way that everyone else has already done it. And you know what? in the end of all of this, you know, when we're all old on our deathbed, you know, I know personally me, I'm not going to, I don't think anyone is really going to care about like, you know, the, how much money and how cool they looked. It's just more of like, were you happy? You know, mm-hmm. were you living true to yourself or who you wanted to be? And that's just all I want to do now. I only want to contribute to my well being. I don't care about what society says. I don't care about the norms. I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want to do. You know, we we are here for a short period of time on this earth and why not make the the best of it, you know? Just mm-hmm. live it the best way we can whatever our imagination goes to. Let's just fucking do that cuz dude, even just the whole concept of when you become an adult and dude, the society's idea of a, an adult is fucking boring, dude. Mm. I'm Get that out of here. Get that the <laughs> fuck out of here. Like, dude, I don't, I don't give a fuck about... I'm detaching from the Matrix. You don't feel like more of an adult now? Because, like, I... Like, just from my perspective, I have a house now. I got a girl I'm engaged to. And we got a, a seven-month-old baby. So yeah. I feel more like an adult than ever. Even though I, could, I completely agree that, like, conforming to a lot of these adult things is yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah, like, so... And I'm not saying, like... I mean, getting a house is an amazing thing. I'm not going to say like that. That's just a thing you just need to, you, you, you know, you need a, you need a home. Even to, if you were four, 
you yeah. would want your own house. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. So I'm not, I'm not saying when I say adult things, I'm not talking about like getting a car, you know, finding ways to make money, having a job. It's just more of the the persona of like. I'm an adult. I'm boring. I don't do that stuff that I used to like. Being an astronaut, get out of here. I got mm. realistic dreams now. I'm going to go work at Target or go fucking sit in the office for fucking eight hours a day. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm not, I'm not like, you know, you still got to work and hustle and, you know, you got to have a plan. But, dude, like, I've, I've, I've felt like I've always understood the way the universe works, even since a, since a, a kid. I've, I don't know. I never saw myself like doing what everyone else was doing. And I, and I had this feeling in my heart that I'm going to get away with it. Like, although, you know, teachers, everyone like you, you know, that's not going to work. That's not realistic. This and that. I'm 35 years old right now, a millionaire on this podcast. Got a fucking Lambo. I got a house overseas in Asia. I got a house, a few houses out here in America. What the fuck did like, I don't know whatever whatever the fuck school taught me mm. was some bullshit, dude. Because I did everything against the grain. Not saying you know school is bad. There's there are lots of benefits in it, but just this whole whatever the fuck they're trying to mold me into. Get that the fuck out of here too. Like but I'm, I'm you're not, the rare exception to the rule that could really like be like sort of stay in that childlike state not like the entirety because obviously you got to run a business, you got to tour, you got to do all these things. But a big chunk of like what makes your shit special or makes people attracted to it is basically you being able to get into that childlike mental state and just be free on the mic in a way that would be like completely incomprehensible to the average adult yeah i you know hopefully me and other people who kind of go against the norm can set a different tone among society where, where it can you know be common where you see people doing that more often because i, I know people are scared you know i know people are scared to kind of take those risks because I mean, when you take a huge leap, there's a fucking you're going to you could potentially splat if your wings don't expand, you know, mm. and I and I don't know. But you just got to you got to have faith. You got to trust yourself. I've, I've always just like trusted myself. I, I'm I'm the same kind of human as everybody else, you know, born the same fucking way. We're all just it's the same shit. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm not scared to fail. I'm not scared to make a fool of myself. And I know that I'm not going to give up on myself. Like, mm-hmm. I know that if I run into a, a fail, a failing situation, I'm going to figure it out. So the next time I apply myself to it, um, it, it, it's hopefully a different outcome, you know? Definitely. So you were in Thailand when COVID hit? Yes. And how long have you already been out there? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I was, I was, I, I moved there. January 1st, actually, of 2020. Wow. So you, you I, pretty I was, much picked the perfect time if you wanted to be stuck out there I went, for I it. went to Tokyo first in December because I was going to live there. But then I was like, I'm not vibing with this place. So I was like, let me go to Thailand. That was your first time in Tokyo? Yeah. And you thought you were going to actually live there and it was too much of a fucking Japanese arcade for you to just feel comfortable? <laughs> it, was, it was a lot. It was it's a crazy, lot. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've been to... Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely like the wildest energy and vibe yeah, yeah. of anywhere I've ever been. But, but it was cold. I saw it was so oh, cold true, out there. True. I couldn't even... Like, I went during the wrong time. I didn't even get to see everything because mm. it, was, it was freezing. But it was like a Japanese arcade. Um, but I was like, Thailand, I think that's that's more my vibe, so... Yeah, I was out there. COVID hit. I went out there originally for 
like a just a little vacation, but I ended up just living there. Mm. Once COVID hit, I was like, this is not too bad. So I just said, fuck it, I'm staying. What did you like about it? It just, uh, it was just blissful, the nature. Mm. I got my little fucking moped out there, didn't have no cars, just a little moped riding down the street and shit. And it's just like, that when you, when you see all the, the just, it's just the, the nature over there is so beautiful. Mm. I can't even like, you just, like I, I flew a few of my friends out there who had never been overseas and they were just like, wow, I've never seen anything like this. And it, it's just one of those things that's hard to explain. You just got to feel it. When you're there, you're just like, I don't, I don't want to leave. Why would I leave? Were you in Bangkok or you're in one of no, these No, I was in Phuket. Cities? Okay, yeah, I've been there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah Phuket. I, I, I've, I've been to Bangkok a few times, but of course you got to fly into Bangkok. It's a Bangkok. little hectic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted some more peaceful near Definitely. the beach. Yeah, I mean... There's, there's like a lot of reasons why I could see myself really liking uh, living out there because I, I know a bunch of these dudes who play poker and so they choose to live in Thailand because a lot of these Asian businessmen are just giving money away at the poker table. Like they make so yeah. much money and they don't know how to fucking play poker and they just are crazy. So these dudes oh, live wow. out there. They live off like $400 a month for like, you know, to live in a great house yeah, and, and to have how... whatever they need. And I mean, I think there's a lot of dope things about it. Like, if, especially if you don't speak Thai, yeah. like you, you're driving down the street, you see a billboard, you don't know what it says. Mm-hmm. You see a street sign, you know what it says. You walk by, you could walk by a thousand people, none of them are going to know who you are, even look yep. at you twice, et cetera. It's like, I feel like that an, an enemy, uh, anonymous nature, <laughs> anonymity, let's just say that, okay. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, I could see that, like, that you would appreciate that a lot. Dude, yeah. It's so dope, man. It's so dope. I, I love it out there. Um, yeah, I just it's just peaceful, you know. You you spend a lot of time with yourself. Yeah, you know it's hard to make like I I I made friends out there, but not as many as I have in America, of course, because mm-hmm. you know a lot of my friends that I've made are like <laughs> taxi drivers who are just like when they lay off, just they give me rides so often, and then we just become friends, and then you know they all some of the taxi drivers tend to hang out at the beach in a certain spot or whatever, and you just go down and hang with them, and yeah, yeah, it's but. The tuk-tuk drivers are actual taxi drivers. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the tuk-tuk. tuk-tuk. <laughs> yeah. I was kicking it with a bunch of tuk-tuk guys out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, it's dope. I, I love being in a new place where I don't know anybody and nobody knows me. Yeah. I, and I know, like, it's, it, is an, it is a challenge because you're like, oh, my God. But I, it, it, it gives me life mm-hmm. because I'm like, I got to figure it out. Did it make you feel less capable of, like, being a career rapper, being somewhere where you're, like, never going to hear a rap song unless you go out of your way? You're never going to see another rap fan or, I mean, um, it's got to it, be different, it was, right? Yeah, it, it's totally different. Um, it, it makes, I forgot that I was, like, like, when I was out there, 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 were certain mo- there were certain moments where you just forget that you're, like, famous or popular. Mm. When I came back to America... And I was at the airport, and then people recognized me again. I was like, I forgot, because mm. I because I'd been been away for so long. Well, <coughs> excuse me, where I've been away for so long, where people just weren't recognizing me like that out in in Thailand. And when I got back to America, I was like, shit, like I, I forgot this was a thing. You know, I I I, I got to get used to this again because I was used to just walking around freely. 
I think like minimizing your ego is super important for anyone. <clears throat> like trying to figure out like what what is the real you and what is the ego, the uh, this idea of yourself that you've sort of built up in your head. Yeah, and that becomes really really difficult when every time you go out in public, you have somebody who's basically approaching you because of your fame, because of your prior accomplishments. It kind of becomes hard for you to remove yourself from this character that you've created for yourself, this life you've created for yourself, which an average person doesn't really have that. You know, yeah. an average person who can walk around anonymously, they don't have that sort of constant reinforcement of like, oh, you are the things that you've already done in your life yeah. up to this point. Yeah, yeah. It is It is kind of strange sometimes. You know, I, I, I break it down in my mind to try to understand it. And I, I do get it because I've been on that side. And even me, when I see celebrities, I'm just like, even I get that feeling of like, I gotta tell them how much I, they mean to me and what mm. they've done. And I gotta tell them everything. And then, um, but it, yeah, it, it's strange. It's strange. But I, 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 every time people come up to me and they start doing that and they go, man, you're so amazing. You're just, I go, hey man, we're all amazing in our own ways. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, I'm, I'm lucky enough to where you know the area that I do this thing in that you enjoy, but I'm sure you do something amazing as well that I would appreciate if I, you know, if I knew your life like that. So I just always try to remind them that I always, I always remind them that I am normal, just like them. Mm-hmm. It's so hard for, I know, like people from the outside of this fame bubble, when they're looking at it from the outside in, they, they don't believe I guess like a famous person is normal. Mm. You, they just can't. And even and, and I still sometimes fall under that where I'm looking at other people. I'm like, I don't believe he's normal. Like right. I don't believe Drake is normal. Right. I was talking. I was on. I was doing Instagram live the other day. I was like, the, I can't even picture like the Rock clipping his toenails. Like like normal <laughs> things. Like I don't know how it gets done, but you know it does. But li- right. normal things like that. It's just random shit where I'm like, there's certain famous people where I'm like. I truly don't believe that they are normal in any way, shape, or form. But I, but I, at the same time, I know they have to be. Right. You know, and it's just that perception of what you you buy into the image of what you see in the media, Instagram, the music videos, and you just take that so literal where you're like, that's all it probably is. Right. Yeah. So. It's, it's hard. Like even like there's been things that have happened on the podcast and then there's been like memes from those things and then one time i remember drake just sent me this meme and i'm like that really fucking blows my mind that a you even saw that podcast to understand this (laughs) joke and then that you laughed so hard at a meme that you felt the need to send me it out of all the people in your (laughs) life that you could have probably sent this to like every like drake watching a a podcast (laughs) is hard for me to wrap my head around i can't i cannot picture that I, I cannot picture him sitting there eating the fucking donut, just watching it, sitting there for fucking 20 minutes. It's only 24 hours in a day. You, yeah, you just kind of feel like Drake's 24 hours have to be so full of options for exciting things to do that, that the podcast thing probably, or never mind like listening to new artists and stuff, but you know that. You know, yeah, like yeah. you see him supporting random new artists all the time, so you know that that's how he gets down. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's, yeah, it's just, it's just really, you're right. It's hard to picture Drake watching a, a podcast. Right. So Can't do it. It's a long-term investment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so wait, so COVID hits in uh, Thailand, Thailand yeah. and that basically, I'm assuming, like freezes your life for a significant period of time, or how, what happened? It, it froze. It gave me life, honestly. I really? loved it. I loved what it did. Like, I mean, okay, hold on. Let me rewind. Oh, I'm going to say some stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it happened because it's a reality check for humanity. Right. 
And whether it was something that happened naturally or the government did it, it's a reality check of the universe reminding us as individuals, you were never control of the exterior world to begin with. So focus on yourself, focus on yourself internally and get your mind right. Mm. And because this shit could happen again and again and again. And, and I know it shook so many people up, knocked them out of their comfort zone with like, oh, no, what do I do? I can't work now. How am I going to get money? And in my, my perspective, I'm like, you should have been thinking about that from the beginning. Did you really think this, this like the government cared about you like that to where mm-hmm. like you like this is always something that could potentially happen. So you always got to just think 10 steps ahead because. Yeah, man, you don't want to be caught slipping. You mm. got one life. We're here, you know. So, you know, I don't. I don't ever want to be the person blaming the government, going, "Oh, the government took my money. I can't do that." They're saying this. I like, you're a human on Earth. Do what you would do if you were an alien and you came to this fucking rock, and you're like, "I gotta survive." You, you still gotta always have that mode on you, no matter what. Even if the government says everyone's granted this much money, you're all gonna be good. You still gotta have that one switch going. But what if they take it away? Mm then what am I going to do? So COVID kind of gave me like not the actual virus, but the, the, the whole experience, it, I feel like it just like, I was so isolated. I was really by myself and it pushed me to work on myself even harder. My mental state became so much better. I started fucking listening to so many audio books. I dude, I'm, I'm a different man now. Mm. I'm stronger now. Like, not just because of COVID, but the COVID definitely pushed me to be isolated to where, like, I, I looked at it as time where I'm like, okay, after all this ends, I'm going to come out a fucking beast. That's amazing. Yeah, because I kind of had the same situation where leading up to COVID, I had had just years and years of the business getting better, and I'm doing these interviews, and I'm in the store, and I'm talking to all these people, and yeah. I'm going out at night, and I'm meeting people in the club, and all this bullshit, and it's like, all of a sudden, it just got zapped and all of a sudden, I just had way more free time. I felt like way more of a kid. Yeah. I felt like I actually had some free time to like explore things that I was excited about. And granted, along with that came like the the reality check of like, oh, like maybe I'll get sick, maybe I'll die, <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. some people I know will die, or mm-hmm. at least maybe my business will be totally fucked. Yeah, maybe yeah. Uh, you know a lot of bad hypo- hypothetical yeah, yeah. situations going that. through my head. But I needed that fucking break so yeah. bad. And now yeah. I feel like I can like chill and relate to people a lot more and not that's be awesome. at this frantic pace all the time you know yeah yeah man that that's dope that's dope yeah i like i said i feel like it um regardless of how it happened whatever i feel like it, it overall could be the universe's like the subliminal message to us to like yo here's some time to for you all to get to yourselves right work on yourselves find yourselves a little bit more you mm-hmm. know so it's it that's how i took it and i I definitely utilized that time. Definitely. What uh, you said you were listening to a lot of audio books. Was there anything in particular that you were studying, or anything in particular about yourself that you were really trying to work on and hone in on? Yeah. Um, so, I've um, in the past, I feel like the way that I used to handle negative situations was just not right. Mm. You know. Um, and I'm not saying I was the type, like, I don't know. It, it was just random. You know, I was a fucking loose cannon. So whether it was with um, <clears throat> people I'm doing business with or 
you know, getting yelling at people on tour at certain times when I'm uncomfortable, whatever, or, or even in relationships that I was having. When it came to a negative situation, I didn't, I, I got to a point where I realized I had to take some accountability for the energy that I was, you know, projecting onto the world and then pointing the finger at them for, you know, reacting to the way that I may have been reacting. So, um, and I, I, yeah, so it, it took me a while to, to be able to reach a point of taking full accountability. And I've just been through a lot of fucked up situations, like I, um, just with um, past business partners and, you know, um, I hate to call it, say, baby mama drama and shit like that. But those moments really fucking pushed me into a dark place where I was like, I need to be mentally stronger and I don't know how and I don't even know if it's possible so then just instinctually I was just on YouTube on the internet trying to find anything that was anything to help me get through these times and yeah man I, I, I just wanted to be like who I envision myself as when I'm older I just I want to be a wise man who who laughs at everything doesn't fear anything no matter what it is because I understand that it's just the course of nature happening no matter what it is you know what i'm saying and and i just want to be able to understand and process it and also be able to shed light on individuals who are lost but i know that that vision of me when i'm older who i was you know at that moment that current moment in time was not anything aligned with that person that i wanted to be so i i just knew i needed to work on myself i needed mm -hmm. to approach situations with a kinder heart being more empathetic towards others and understanding that every individual has their own like path that they've taken and they've only seen life from their perspective and their perspective only because they've only lived in their body. So if I disagree with somebody, there's no need for me to throw a tantrum like that. I just go, I, now I just go, I understand that we are two different people and that is okay. And you're not wrong for being your own person, you mm -hmm. know, as you should. Um, it sucks we don't agree. And I do feel this certain way, but I'm not going to bash you for it. I'm just when you have a conflict with somebody, it's so there. There are so many routes to actually handling that conflict, but we as humans, I think, like frequently only see one, which yeah. is the one that our anger or emotions sort of <laughs> yeah. presents to ourselves. Yes. Like, and and I was having a conversation with uh, my buddy that we do podcasts with, and he said, if me and you ever get into a fight over a disagreement. It'll be fine after. Like, we could fight, get through the issue like that, and then we could be cool after. Like, that's normal to me. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, I would never do that. If I had an issue with somebody that was so big that I actually felt like we wanted to put hands on each other, I would probably <laughs> never talk to you again. Yeah, like, I would yeah. probably just let that be the end of the relationship, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now I'm just, like, thinking about that. Like, that's two very different ways to handle a problem, and neither of those are ideal. Yeah, like, yeah. It would nah. be way better to talk through it, to be <laughs> empathetic, to understand the other person's perspective without yeah. having to get to the point of hitting each other. Yeah, yeah. And because the, the worst feeling, and I'm sure you probably can agree, everyone can agree, who's, you know, been through some stuff, you... The worst feeling is handling a situation wrong and in that moment feeling mad. And then whether it's a week later, six months later, or years later, you're going... I really miss that person in my life. Mm. I really like, and, and that's the true feeling, but then your ego and pride get in the way you go, but well, fuck that. I ain't hitting them up. Like, but then your, your heart is like, I miss them being around so much. And I'm, you know, I'm not, it, it could be male or female, you know, homies, whatever it is, but it's just that feeling of going, I don't really feel how I portrayed that I feel in that situation. And now they're under an impression 
that I'm living my best life and not giving a fuck about them. But in actuality, I do give a fuck. And I see me personally, I don't want that feeling to ever be lingering in me ever again. So in situations where I'm arguing with somebody, I'm, I try to humble myself be, and, and remind them like, yo, I love you. Like, I want to know, like, we, like this is getting out of hand, but I want to start this and end this with, I love you. Now let's talk. And I love you again. Let's end it. Because this is, humans are going to, you know, have, you know, moments of arguing where, you know, fires spark up here and there. But it doesn't mean it has to be a fucking death sentence of the, mm. of the relationship, you know? And, that, and that's just normal. So I'm really trying to take, I, I'm really learning to take a more humble approach and just, really understand people's perspective and just dude it's just life like we like we're just humans man we're just trying to figure it out we're doing the best that we can and even when you got a hot head reckless talking whatever that's probably all they know that's the best way that they know how to do it and mm. you gotta look at it like a robot that robot just programmed to do that and they don't even realize that they're programmed and that's just the programming of it you know what i'm saying so you just gotta walk away or you know just be like hey all right it's all love regardless like do you yeah like i've had people in my life where we've gotten into you know big ass arguments and then when i look back at it and then we just never talked after that and i look back at it sometimes i feel like i don't give a fuck about the situation at all but (laughs) because my life is comparatively going pretty well compared to yours and then meanwhile you fucking hate me you can't let go of that rage that you have towards me i'm sure every single time your fucking explore page shows me and you see me doing good that <laughs> yeah. it upsets you yeah and that's like a weird feeling because it's like i felt like we were on the same team and yeah. that and now we're past that and like that's how i always think about my girl like if we get into an argument and i start to like realize my brain is trying to hurt her feelings my brain is yeah, trying to make that. her upset my brain is trying to convince her yeah. that i'm right and that she's wrong uh-huh. when in reality the whole idea of what we're doing together by by having a house together and having a kid is that we're supposed to be on the same team. Like, I, I should never be doing anything that's trying to yeah, tear yeah, you, you down don't... or make you feel something negative. That's yeah. like the last thing I should ever want here. And as soon as you think that in your head, it becomes kind of hard for you to keep going hard for your self interest in that argument in the same way. You yeah, know? yeah. No, I, I know. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's crazy how we like naturally gravitate towards like when they're doing something to us. Like, let me hurt them back. I gotta hurt them back. I gotta hurt them harder. I gotta smash mm. them harder. And to yeah, the people you love, the to most the people in the you world. love. Yeah, the people literally you be with your girlfriend, whatever. And that's the feeling. And at some point we all got to step back and go, why am I trying to hurt the person that I love the most out of everybody? Like what's going on here? You know? And, but that, but that's when I, and this is why, you know, when the, um, the, the knowledge that I've been taking in, I'm, I'm learning to understand how the mind works and how the imagination works and how our thoughts work and how our thoughts are just a thing that is just happening. Just like your heartbeat, you know, mm. you can't stop it. You can't, I mean, you can stop your heart from beating, but ultimately just living a normal life every day, doing whatever, going to the store, your heart's just beating in the background of your life. And your mind is just also thinking. And your and the mind is just a it's just a, a system that's there to present possibilities to you. And you you can accept them or not accept them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So if me you have a few right now, my my brain could be like, okay, I could say fuck you. I could push the mic. I could try to punch him in the face. I could just get up, walk away. I could take a fist right there. I could just shake, try to shake his hand. I could tell him I love him. And then you are you got all these options. They're going hmm. I want that one right there. Fuck <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. And then and that but and but through those possibilities that you reach out to, you learn something. You mm-hmm. go damn. 
now I'm now these people don't fuck with me or now I got a black eye, broken nose or now I can't go here no more. I've learned. Let right. me not do that. And then you, whatever it is, you know, and some people learn, some people don't. But the mind is just presenting possibilities. It is not a factual thing until you act on it. So and that, that is what I've learned. I used to think that people hated me. I would even even in the, the music industry, I'd be like, I don't want to go to that party because they're going to hate me. Mm. And that's just my mind presenting a possibility that I'm accepting as my reality. And then I act on it. But it's not real. You know, and I, and, I, and I know a lot of people suffer from this. I believe that most people suffer from it, but the mind just presents possibilities. It goes, hey, here's what we're working with. Here's what it is. I'll let you pick, though, because you're the, you're the person, you're the soul, the spirit in this. But here's all the possibilities. Um, you can cling on to the negative ones, the positive ones, or you can just say, fuck all this, and I can give you a whole new list of them, whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's what I've learned. It's like we all know that the best thing that you could do for any kind of conflict that you're in is just to say, all right, fuck this, walk away for 24 hours, yeah, and then come back to this. I, I agree. A lot of times you can't do that. Like that, that option doesn't appear to present itself in your head. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like that, that, I, I've been in that position a million times where getting into a conflict with like a business partner or somebody you have an issue with, and then you just step away from it, come back to it, and then all of a sudden you can see it without the fucking red clouds of anger sort of like being yeah. over the situation. You know, once all that's yeah. removed and you can sort of see that this is not as life or death as it seemed, then things can be a lot smoother. Definitely. People, people need to learn how to calm down just just approach situations and just relax when i i guess especially when it comes to people that you love you know mm-hmm. just just step back like you said i i think that's a very very beneficial way to um to handle you know any confrontational issues just cuz yeah you know when you take that break you're always going to find your peace and then when you approach it again you're you again mm. the real you you're spending a grand a week on hypnotherapy i was <laughs> How was, was that? I just did my first session a couple, <laughs> like a week ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hypnotherapy. Um, I was doing it in 2019, okay. but they don't they don't actually hypnotize you. Did you get hypnotized? <sighs> to call it hypnotized would be kind of weird. Like they did like these countdowns and yeah. these sort of like visualization things, and then all of a sudden he's talking to me about like stuff that like sort of happened to me as a child and stuff in terms of like you know issues with my parents and stuff like that and i'm just finding myself in like a much more emotional state i got tears dumping down my eyes i didn't feel hypnotized in the sense of like what you see on tv i guess but it definitely felt like it opened me up a lot uh to be able to sort of like imagine the the stuff that i was working on in a different way and I, i i feel quite affected by it although i'm not sure if i 100 got the effect because i feel like i'm such a sort of like thinking person that was like it's hard for me to like completely turn that off like some people might be able to i I know what you're talking about um i think i think hypnotherapy like i mean for me i didn't i didn't get that feeling either where i I, when i left i was like oh my god like but the the woman that i was um having my sessions with she brought a lot of things to light that i didn't know were there so like i said my um you know i have issues with the with the um, mother of my child and and the you know just a lot of years and years of shit that's been piled up Mm. and of course people naturally point the finger I say it's her she says it's me and we know we we've handled situations irrationally on you know on both sides but I never really understood why I handled 
certain situations the way that I did. And I never even questioned it. I just thought that that's how it should have been. Mm. My way was right, and I did what any logical person would have done. But that was not true. When I went to hypnotherapy, I... Like, my, my mom and dad, they used to fight a lot. They used to always fight, physically fight, in front of me and my brothers, my sisters. Um, and police would come, you know, from time to time. And I I picked up on a lot of that. I, I, I learned how to love through violence. Mm. And I, I, lear- I, I guess I also learned from my parents and my household that if you love somebody and they're not doing what you want them to do, you get physical mm. with them to make them learn, to make them understand, to get your point across. If they're doing something that bothers you and they're not understanding verbally, you get physical. Then I, they didn't actually say that, but this is just subconsciously what mm. I picked up on. And I took that with me throughout my life in so many situations and relationships. Now, I've never been, like, I've never done, I've never, like, beat up a woman or anything like that. But, you know, I've, I've had some petty scuffles of just, like, give me that, no, no, give me that, get your ass away, like, shit like that. Mm-hmm. But, and I've also learned the hard way, doing shit like that, like, get away, that one little move, get get away, you're done. Mm-hmm. If, she, if she, you know, if, if she if she wants to be petty and call the cops, that's assault. You pushed her away to get her off of your cell phone or try to get her away from whatever. Assault. You know, mm. it, 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 it's as small as that. And that's all it takes. And I've learned that the hard way. And um, and yeah, I had to get to the bottom of who I was. And this hypnotherapist pulled that out. And I realized like, yo, I, I, I do have traumas that mm. I need to learn to get over and let go and get past. And I just had to start working on that. So she brought it to light, but I knew the journey was only beginning. Right. Like I interviewed a a poker player recently (laughs) who um, he was describing his experience with hypnotherapy. And he was saying that, you know, a lot of times he would be playing and he would raise and then the other person would raise and he would know in his thinking brain, okay, this guy appears to be extremely strong in this hand. I should probably fold or I should get away from this hand. But he was just finding himself being too aggressive in those situations where all of a sudden he would dump all his money into the pot and, you know, waste his money. Yeah. And through hypnotherapy, he was basically telling me that, like, he figured out that a lot of that really came back to his childhood where he felt like he was, you know, being bullied, picked on. He didn't like the feeling of somebody trying to be bigger and tougher than him. So he's still, as an adult, an extremely talented guy who's incredibly good at this game, but he still was holding on to some of that energy from his childhood and it was completely like impacting his 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 career right now yeah. and how much money he's able to make. And you know, once you draw that connection and you realize like, oh, I'm acting out and doing things illogically now yeah. because of the trauma I experienced as a kid. And if you can create that connection and sort of uh give yourself something to remind yourself of or to fall back on when you do find yourself sort of uh, making foolish decisions or whatever. I think that that is incredibly uh, important. And a lot of people, honestly, from like uh, who don't necessarily have the resources that maybe two people like you and I have, yeah. they might never be able to get to the point of being able to really identify these triggers or, or, or things that are true. making them act. And, and also those same triggers for a lot of people when it comes back to like real violence, the, 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 way you lash out there 
might yeah. be the thing that lands you in jail and exactly. fucks your whole fucking life up, you know? Yeah. And and this is and this is the um going off of what you said, like acting out in a situation if you're in public or whatever and you know you you do something that puts you in jail. This is where I think self-love comes into play and everyone you know, generically says they love themselves, you know, and they do, I, th- I believe to a certain level because they're them and they don't want to die. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe they truly, truly love themselves. You know, you know, when you, when you, you go into some people's homes and their homes are always clean, the carpet's clean, take mm-hmm. your shoes off and they lived in their home just as long as you lived in yours. But then, you know, maybe in your home or someone else's home, it's just not clean. It's just like McDonald's bags everywhere you know, stains on the carpet, whatever, and smells like dog shit on whatever. And that's just the vibe of their home. And they still love their home, but you can tell when someone really, really, like, loves their home where they're like, I don't want this to get dirty. Mm. When you come in my house, take your shoes off because this is my house. This is my world. This is my cave. This is where I exist at. This needs to be the experience that I want it to be because it's mine. And I feel like that with my human existence now in my body, I've learned to love myself a lot more. So I don't want to go to jail. So I'm aware now when I'm in situations where I'm like, look at this two motherfucker doing this shit, man. I'll fucking knock their ass. And I'm like, there's no need to do that because if I knock his ass out or whether I succeed or not, it could lead to police coming or what if they knock me out? Now, what if my fucking jaw's crooked for the rest of my life now? What if this or this or that happens? And then you go, is that even significant to the greater good for my my life you know in the end am i gonna be be like when i'm when i'm old like i'm glad i beat that guy up in the parking lot like i'm not even gonna give a fuck about that but if my jaw's crooked they're going grandpa why is your jaw crooked and you're mm. 83 years old like oh fuck when i was in my 30s i got to fight this guy like i don't want to these things are not important they feel important in the moment but that's when we, that's why it's just important to love yourself and also just learn to just fucking relax like I don't want to fight nobody. I don't want to do anything stupid like that unless it's right. absolutely fucking necessary. But Especially you in your logical mind, knowing that the difference, like those two paths, like when your brain is fully like clouded by anger and like the, there's the decision you can make to sort of just walk away. And there's the decision you can make to attack this dude. And you know that the potential ramification from attacking somebody is the worst thing that we could pretty much think of on earth, which yeah. is getting locked up. Yes. Even for a day or two. Yep. Let's be Still real. Suck. It's no, about it as bad as it gets <laughs> yeah. on earth. Yeah, it is. It is nothing worse than that. Yeah. That, and, yeah. And, and your brain is so clouded with rage that you might choose to go in the opposite direction. People like, I remember reading about, uh, alcohol one time and somebody was just saying that the thing about alcohol isn't that it makes you do crazy things but it narrows your worldview to such an extent that somebody bumping into you in the bar might it, yeah. it, you know that that disrespect might seem like the only thing that exists yeah. in the world yeah. so that potential of getting locked up or getting your ass beat at the bar by him and his 10 friends or whatever all those things kind of go away and you just focus on the soul that that thing right there somebody bumped into me i got my drink yeah. spilled on my jeans i'm angry as fuck i'm gonna wild out like alcohol does that yeah, to you. yeah but that's yeah. really bad for your future like ideally you want to be thinking about the full picture not yeah, just this yeah. moment no i i agree i agree and I, I truly believe that with self-love, one of the outcomes and the the one of the outcomes of self-love is 
you're just naturally going to clean your life up. Mm. You're going to you're going to change some of the decisions that you've been making because you know that it could potentially lead to something that is not working in your favor. You're going to change the people you hang around with. Mm. And because when you and when you work on yourself, you, you just it just happens. You know what I'm saying? It, it just happens. Like if, if you were to go buy a brand new car right now, fucking Bugatti or whatever it is, and you work so hard for it. You gonna be like, yo, get the fuck away! Like, yo, like this is like, yo, like you don't like this is my shit. Like, anybody just can't be all up in here eating anything, you know? You ain't whatever. Like, you, you're gonna be protective over it. But when it's something that you don't give a fuck about, when people don't put work into themselves, they're making stupid decisions left and right because they're going, what the fuck? They're subconsciously they're going, why the fuck would I care about what the fuck happens? I, I ain't shit, nothing, like, it doesn't matter. And, and you're training your mind to, and, your, and yourself to just be that way 24-7 or in certain moments. I, I just, you really got to learn to love yourself because then, and, and stay balanced. Because I truly believe that in all situations, you'll be very grounded and see things clearly in real time for what they really, truly are. Mm. 100%. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about this, is... What is it about your personality or what you're trying to do as an artist that makes you want to basically take the things that are the most traumatic, the most uh, difficult for you to deal with, and then make songs about that, like in terms of your parents and the abuse that you witnessed as a kid, yeah. in terms of your uh, current or past relationship with your baby mama, and just, you know, like that just really stands out to me because you hear a lot of rappers say sort of like crass things about their baby mamas or yeah. even about their parents' like abuse when they're a kid, but it feels like for you there's like kind of something special going on there where... You might not be comfortable making a song about that thing, but it, it feels like that's part of your mission is I have to talk about this and document this because I would almost be kind of cowardly if I didn't. Yeah, I I feel like if I were to just portray rich mm. bitches, the hoes, the, 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 the glamorous life, look how cool I am, look at where I'm at that you're not, people are not able to bridge the gap sometimes when they see things they go they of course they're going to want all that stuff but it's like me i I want people to know that i'm human like Mm. everybody i guess on the side where the grass is technically greener and under the matrix terms you know i we we're all normal people and some people try to they they don't want that bridge to exist where they're like i'm over here i'm popping you ain't me i went through traumas i had you know fucked up childhood but you'll never fucking know now look at me bling look at me with these bitches look at me with this and it leaves people under an impression that maybe they can just continue stuck you know staying stuck in a cycle that they're currently in and they're going to get to that over there you know what i'm saying and I want people to know, like, like, yo, I went through all this shit, too. You're not alone, for one. You're not alone. And you can make it out. You know, it doesn't have to be the end. Because, you know, I'm, I'm still growing as a person. I've come a long way. And it doesn't have to be the end. I've had situations where it felt like it was the end, you know, growing up, where I was like, oh, there's no way I'm bouncing back from this. You mm-hmm. know, there's no way that this is going to have a positive outcome. My life just sucks. But... And I know there's so many, there's millions of people who feel like that. So I want to let them know they're not alone. And I feel like it's my job, my self-given purpose to relay that message to them because I want everybody to benefit from being here on earth. I don't want them to all think that, yo, 
your shit's, your shit's fucked up? Well, yeah, it's going to stay that way. You ain't like me. Check, watch me bling. Like, I, I don't want that. I want to be like, yo, yeah, check that out. Oh, so did I. So did, like, you can, you can get through that. You can work through it. And, and, I, and I also like setting a tone where I'm transparent. I believe if more, more people are transparent, then I feel like the world would be a better place if people are just honest and transparent. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to go anywhere where people just think life is all good with, with me. And, like, fuck that. I ain't no fucking... Wasn't born as some rich prick who just had shit like that. Like, nah, dude. Like, I understand, and like, I, yeah, I, ju- I just don't want to be the person who's just hiding my traumas. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, it, and because I know personally, it's inspired like other people. Like Fifty Cent, Eminem's traumas inspired me to let mm. me know that yo, they went through what what they went through, and I could identify with some of the things they're saying. I'm like, damn, that like literally. Eminem and 50 Cent alone are the reason I dropped out, but the reason I didn't give up on myself, the reason I learned to go so hard for myself. You know what I'm saying? That, like, they inspired me, but they talking about traumas left and right, all the shit. They never, like, I mean, 50, you know, he kind of bragged and boasted a little bit, but he has a dark story. The man's been fucking, <laughs> almost fucking died, yeah. you know? And imagine if he didn't tell anybody that. <laughs> for real. But there's, you know, there's kind of a different type of, tale right there because we all know that like getting shot and yeah, not yeah, dying right. in rap music carries a certain it, it level does, of cachet. It it, it, it's cooler. I mean, <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds cooler. But, but the, uh, those things that you're talking about are things that are probably like universally relatable to yeah, a lot of yeah. rap fans. Like your, your, your parents weren't perfect as a kid and you're dealing with some shit with your baby mama. I mean, that's just kind of yeah, that's mega relatable. But even like little things, bro. Like when Fifty said, "Like woke up the next morning, they didn't stole my bike." Yeah, yeah. That made me feel a little bit better about the Dude, fact that somebody yes. had took some shit from because me because I've been <laughs> in that situation too. Yeah, woke up the next morning, these niggas that stole my bike. You yeah. listen to a lot of rap songs, and you would never think that a lot of people had taken an L. Yeah, and yeah. I, I remember around that time in my life that like I forget what it was, but somebody had stolen something from me, and it just made me feel better about it to be like. Everybody takes that out from time to time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like when someone's honest, you know, about their their path that they've been on, yeah, it reminds the people who are next to come, you know, the the younger generation, like, yo, I was you, and you could be me and even take it, you know, a million steps further. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, your life is never really... I don't, want, I don't know all situations of life, but most of us, I feel like it's never really anything where it's stunted our entire life forever. You know, mm. we can we can find a way out. Um, I remember last time we did the interview that you seemed a little bit like not sure if you should even bother to keep putting out albums mm-hmm. because you were just sort of like, you know, like when I do these music videos, they go crazy. And then I feel like the albums don't get as much attention in comparison. And you pretty much stayed true to that sense because you haven't dropped the album since then but meanwhile yep. the music videos are still going crazy yeah um what's sort of your thought process on all that i still feel the exact same way dude the 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 fucking music industry moves so fast now it's like a little microverse where you just step away for five minutes come back there's 20 new rappers mm. and shit's just happening You're like what the fuck dude i just left for a second and now all this shit's and and especially when you drop something as well you drop something and you're like ah my life's work. Put it out. Two weeks later, when's the new shit dropping again? And you're like, you motherfucker. Because I know you see your fans saying that shit. Like, when are you going to put something Dude, new I, out? And you're like, God, I just did. I man. hate that shit. And it wasn't like that before. Like, <laughs> right. like when I'm telling you, like, when I, when I first came out, like, 2010, 11, 12, 13, I'll drop one video, two videos a year, tour around the whole fucking world. Everyone's saying this shit. No one gave a fuck about how long it took. 
now it's like, God damn, I need to drop some every fucking four days. Mm. And I, I just can't do it. Right. I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't, I don't like my shit. Like, I put a lot of work and in, in effort into what I do. And I don't like that if I, if I made a fucking 17-song album that's just gone in fucking four days. Because by putting on music videos, you're really emphasizing that one song to the, ex, to the furthest extreme. Like, yes. this, I'm going to make a whole little mini movie to this fucking song yes. so that you'll really pay attention to it. But then, like, by definition, if you put out even a 15-song project... You're, by definition, yeah. the majority of these songs, you're not going to be emphasizing them as much as you can. Yes, yep. you could put out videos to a bunch of them, but, but no at, one ever really does. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just not. It's, it's a different thing. Here's what I've learned: If I make one music video today, you know, put all my effort to it with the, you know, make sure the song is you know the best of my abilities, I put it out, and I make an album, and then let's just say the next week, I or a month later, I put that album out. They're going to have the same reactions buzz-wise. Mm-hmm. So the rele- as relevant as I'd be off of that one song and how much my fan base could it, my, my fan base could potentially expand larger because of that one song versus what, what the album does. And it's not even a matter of like if the album's whack or whatever. It's just sometimes that's just how shit is. You could drop one fucking song. I've, it happens all the time with me where I drop one song and I'm like, damn. I feel and I can see in the streets when I go places, people are just like, that shit you just dropped fucking three days ago, dog. Hot. I'm mm. in a restaurant just eating sometime. And then a dude comes up and serves you like, you hear that on the radio? And he's like, dude, like, I know what's going on. And I'm like, wow. Off that one fucking song. You drop an album. You be going places. People just be like, and who are you? What's, what's, what? Like, and, and it's not about, you know, getting recognized, but it's just more. I just feel like some, sometimes it can be wasted effort. If I was in a mainstream spotlight, it might be different. You know, mm. I'm not. I don't have the major machine by me. I mean, behind me and all that. So, you know, it. You know, um, I don't know what the what it's like when Drake, when Drake drops an album. His experience might might be different. You know, but in this, I guess, super indie underground hip hop realm that I'm in. Shit just don't feel comfortable when I when I do an album. Yeah, and it feels like a lot of the reason why people drop albums is A, money, I guess, yeah. and then B, the sort of validation of I'm an artist. This is how much I sold. This is what my first week numbers were. These are all the people I got. In the, you know, it feels more like a marketing tactic to sort of contextualize yes. why you exist right there and then and you kind of feel like a lot of those people wouldn't be doing that if they didn't have those incentives like yeah there's a lot of like <laughs> the migos i just listened to their album it doesn't really feel like this album exists for like creative purposes this yeah, album yeah. exists because if migos put this album out <laughs> and it sells well then that lets the world know that migos are still relevant rappers and yeah, if they yeah. put this album out and it does bad then it kind of says the opposite and I, it doesn't even feel like there's any there's no mincing of words there because I mean they put out the album in like three different crazy playlists to get as many streams they can't do the merch collab stuff the way that they used to to juice up the sales so they got to do all this other different crazy shit and we've seen that over and over and over over the years Uh it's interesting to see you be sort of like post album although I don't really believe that you're gonna be able to hold off forever I think at at some point I'm gonna and there there will be enough there there will be something get guaranteed there there will be just I just don't feel like doing it right now yeah but but yeah, you know, um, I, I I find it funny as well, like how some people they do make albums for the reasons of like, 
trying to, you know, get number one and show those numbers, flaunt those numbers. And it's just like, I mean, I, I'm not in that world, so I don't know what the full. I don't. I don't understand it. You know what mm. I'm saying? Me. I used to tr- almost be caught up in that. Like when when I release things, um, I like. I don't care about the numbers. Mm. Like I don't care how many it's sold, because I just know that it was me. I just know like, hey, I did what I do, and I believe in myself to know that you know, me doing me is gonna put food on the table. You know mm. it, it, and you know it may fluctuate, but. I'm not going to let me down. So, and I, and I, and I think I have a, a good enough relationship with my fans now. So when I put stuff out, you know, um, you know, I, I try not to get sucked up in the numbers too much from like, you know, this got this many and this many. Cause, cause then it's going to like do a thing where I feel like I got to keep topping it. And I've been in that, I've been in that cycle before. Like, fuck, I got to top the next one. If this one doesn't top that one, that means I suck and I'm not as good as I was at this time. It's like, dude, just create, just create it's gonna be what it's gonna be you're gonna drop some shit that gets x amount of views this time you're gonna drop some shit that does this next time then you're gonna drop some shit that does this next time then you're Mm. gonna do five more that's not gonna do that one and then you're gonna do it it's just it's just art you know just do it you know um and when i when i see so many artists sometimes when i see i can tell they may be struggling or trying to do this and i'm and as the fan i'm i'm just looking i'm like I don't even think they need to try that hard because I don't think they understand how much we, the fans, just love them. So they could literally just get on a track and fart mm. and I'm, I'm just going to love it, you know, no matter what, because I love them, you know. So I, that's why I think it's important to just focus on being the most authentic version of yourself as an artist, because then you don't really have to play the numbers game. You're not trying to sell yourself and t- you're just doing you, you know. Right. But it's, it's crazy because there's certain like I know you and I are like came up like in the era of the album like when yeah, i think about yep. my favorite rappers of all time it's like there's certain albums like i i couldn't tell you what my my favorite song off reasonable doubt is but i could tell you that was one of my favorite albums of all yeah. time because the overall project was the thing that meant something to me but it's also like with the way that you've been doing things it's a little bit more realistic in a lot of ways because we know that a lot of fans just don't consume music that way that yep. they will listen to a fucking Spotify playlist and they'll watch videos on YouTube. But the idea of listening to an album from beginning to end still makes sense to me, but it feels like it doesn't make sense to a lot of fans. Yeah. Yeah. No, and it may not. Fans as well. They'll, they'll, you know, be like put out an album and then they only going to listen to fucking three songs mm. and pick their fate, you know? So I'm, I'm making sure that when I do, I, I know this for a fact, the work I've been putting in over the past three years, when I do my next concert, I'm shutting it down. Really? Here's why. They're going to know every fucking song because every single song I've put out has, you know, 10 million plus views over the past few years versus, you know, if I had made an album, they would have only known the single that I shot a music video to. So I'm mm-hmm. making sure, you know, I got about, I got about like eight hot ones where I'm like, yo, all these videos did well. When I show up, you like they they're gonna know the shit because i because i i, I put so much into those singles individually and what but also like the, it kind of goes along with the type of music you make your music is so dense that it kind of like needs that attention that spotlight put on it whereas it's like if you listen to 15 hobson songs in a row that is going to be so so dense so lyrical so much stuff crammed in yeah that i, I do feel like your music kind of like does well when it's allowed to like breathe yeah by itself, I, I agree you know? too much no i i will i will even say that a lot of houses spitting the ribbon <laughs> it's a lot dude it, it, it's just like i i i wouldn't be able to do it right. i don't want to like but yeah 
hearing it spaced out, I think I think that is an amazing formula for me. You know, so um, here, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not denying that for sure. Um, okay, I wanted to ask this question too, and I don't want to get like super personal or anything, but why did you decide to turn the comments off on that the one video about the situation with your uh, your ex? Because. Um, I love her and I didn't want any of my fans to attack her mm. or say anything. And I I know that like, um, you know, me being famous, I'm used to hate comments. It's nothing to me. People call me corny, wag, he's bullshit. He fell off all day. I'm used to it. Mm. But her being a, I, I've done enough damage, you know, in the past with the songs that I've made aimed towards her. And I just didn't want to contribute. I, I, I know fan, like a normal person, when they see people talking about them online, they'll be like this all day. What they say? I can't believe they think. And they'll literally read all yeah. 18,000 comments. And then they'll get off feeling suicidal. Mm. And they'll, you know, it, it's really going to really impact the way they, they move, you know. And I didn't want to do that to her. I, didn't, I, I, didn't, I just wanted it to be a message to her. And that's it. You know, so I turned the comments off. I respect that. Why'd you cast the like mega like whitest looking girl I ever seen in my life? You to- know what? My my <laughs> ex girlfriend is even the most mega even whiter. So it, it, I I casted a very humble looking white girl okay. compared to what the fuck my ex really is. Like I like it's it's a yeah like as far as just the because she's bougie <laughs> like she's bougie <laughs> to the max. That's what's up. I like that. Um. Okay, also, I was listening to that song, uh, Alone With Me, yeah. and it felt like you were kind of, like, that's a song kind of about your self-doubt, largely. Yeah. And there was one, like, you're going to war with, like, your anxiety. Like, how, how would you describe the, that, that character that you're at war that with? Was, it, was, it was my thoughts. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was those thoughts. It was, it was like I said, the, the, my thoughts presenting all the possibilities, and, but me accepting them and believing them. You know what I'm saying? Me, me just really listening to them and, re- and considering that those might be factual mm-hmm. so um yeah it was just me me talking to my thoughts or my thoughts talking to me pretty much fucking just ripping the fuck out of me right because i think like a lot of people like that, that that's a very relatable thing that not a lot of people really communicate in rap is that like like i had somebody said to me one time I, I i somebody put out a diss song about him and i said to him i'm like how you feel about that song he goes that ain't shit He's like, can you imagine the shit that goes through my head all day? And I was like, I guess that's true. Because if I were to write a fucking diss song about myself, I could probably do way yeah. more damage than uh-huh. anybody else could do. Yep. Yeah. Because you know all, you know what you're really insecure about. You mm-hmm. know all that stuff. And yeah, I, I thought it would be, um, you know, I, I, was, I was inspired by, you know, a few different things. Um, of course, you know, the Guilty Conscience by Dr. Dre and Eminem. That was, a, that was a, one of the inspirations behind it, you know. Um, I didn't necessarily say I want to make a song like that, but in the process of me wondering how I can make a song about my thoughts, I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, that that's kind of that kind of inspires me. In the music video, the the mask also in, it's inspired by the movie The Mask. Mm. And um, what else was there? Kind of the genie from Aladdin as well. Almost just the way I was popping up in the. You saw the this mm-hmm. music video, yeah. The way I was just popping up, I wanted to be almost a character. That my, my I wanted my thoughts to be like a character that's mixed with the mask and the genie from Aladdin, just like but like sinister, you know. I like so, it. Yeah. But the, the other thing I found really interesting was, you know, because to a lot of us, we kind of assume, or for me, at least somebody who's like paying attention to your career, it's like, 
every Hobson seems like he's doing great. Like it's it's fascinating seeing somebody uh, be able to be successful without necessarily having to really even like touch mainstream rap too often or whatever. But you say in that song, uh, you'll never be like Kendrick or Cole. Yeah, and I was like, oh right, like. Of course, at some point, he has to think about his legacy and how it fits into the larger uh, hip-hop landscape. Is that yeah. something that sort of enters into your brain often? Yeah, it does. I think I feel like that enters everybody's brain as an, as an MC. You know, we all we all think that. Cause, and, and especially, like, Kendrick and Cole, they're, they're like the, you know, um, the main two that are always mentioned it as, like, in, within the mainstream realm of, like, the lyrical ones, you know, right. the ones who really, you know, are on some MC sh- shit, you they're, know? They're used as examples or, like, proof that lyrical rap is still alive and do, and does well, which is, is very fair because they probably are, like, two of the best-selling artists. But then it is kind of odd to hear that and then be like, well, that's not the only thing that makes them successful. Obviously, they're successful because people love them, their character, this yeah. brand that they've built. Because there are a shitload of rappers who are you know, probably better or, or just as good lyrically that don't necessarily get that same level of attention. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's true. Um, you know, but I, I don't necessarily feel that way anymore because I look at it this way. Um, you know, because I, I know that the effort it takes to be someone like Kendrick Lamar, you know, as far as like the spotlight he's in, you know, that's not a thing like, and to maintain that it's not, you know, when, you, when you're in a successful position like that or any, you know, when you have fame and you got, you know, fans, it's, it's something you have to water consistently. You know, you can't just do a thing and just say, fuck everything. I don't care. Like you got to, to get where he's at. It, I know that it wasn't an accident. You know, I, I know that it wasn't coincidental. I know that, this is something in his mind that he has worked towards and he wanted it, you know, potentially to be exactly how it is, you know, and have that outcome. And I, every man has their own idea of how they want to live their life and all that. And I don't water that seed, that specific seed of like being here, there and doing this and working with that person. I'm, I'm, I'm like a, I guess if it were to be, um, using the using a uh marvel marvel characters as uh an example i'm like deadpool i'm not a part of any coalition not a part of the x-men not a part of the avengers i just do my thing not as big as iron man i do my thing and i do it well and people know me but i'm not iron man i'm not captain america and i don't want to be i like doing things the way that i do it you know Mm. i I like i like the i and and I've, i've learned to embrace it because yeah, man, I used to beat myself up all the time going, damn, I'm not in a position. Like, I'm not them. I'm not them. I'm not them. But, you know, I... I can relate to that, too. Yeah. it's like, you know, I'm probably never going to get the accolades that Charlemagne gets, <laughs> you know? And it, but, but, like, you could focus on that, or I could focus on, well, like, well, my business is still doing pretty well. Yeah, regardless, amazingly well. And I'm happy about the content I'm making and stuff, but it always will kind of nag at you in your brain, like am I going to ever get the props that I maybe feel like I deserve, especially as a rapper where it's like inherently competitive. Like I don't think about Charlemagne, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. like you, you kind of do think sometimes of like, am I getting the amount of respect that I deserve compared to my peers? Yeah. And I, well, I will let you know. Yes. I'm aware of what Charlemagne is and I'm aware. <laughs> and I know this is not, I'm not necessarily trying to like, no, but I, but I get it. And even, but we are enough, dude. We got people who know us, you know, right. when, when like they, like we've done it. We've done the thing. You know, there's mm-hmm. always there's always levels you could take it. I always wonder, like, who did Michael Jackson go 
fuck, that guy's good. Like, damn, mm-hmm. I can't do it. Who was Michael Jackson doing that over? You know what I'm saying? Right. W- was, was Michael Jordan going, fuck the way that dude, like, I don't want to talk about it publicly because I don't want to put no shine on him, but that motherfucker got it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And But we just see Michael Jackson is like, yo, you're the fucking greatest. And But, you know, it's just... That may not be the case. There's so many amazing people out there who do amazing things and get notoriety for it. You just can't look at the next man. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, I think there's always somebody who can make it look bigger or, you know, they're making more money in it, but it doesn't mean you're not doing it good. You mm-hmm. know, it, like it, it, it just doesn't. And, but I didn't understand that concept. I never understood that. I was literally going, damn, I got $2 million right now in my bank account. I can travel around the world freely, do whatever I want. Everywhere I go, I get recognized. I'm getting millions of views here and there. I'm making fucking, you know, $100,000 a month off of just doing nothing. Fuck my life, man. I ain't like Drake. Shit. <laughs> this shit sucks, man. Look at Drake, man. He he with DJ Khaled on the fucking yacht. Mm. Like, but then, like, come on. like, get But the- rewind to yourself, you know. It's been a while for exactly. you, but rewind to yourself like 15 years ago, and That's, it's like you would have been so thankful to have dude, 1% of what you have I now. Do, exactly. Mm. Exactly. And that's what matters. That's mm. the part that matters. Once you, get, you know, once you cross over that, those milestones and you're in this world now with all these other successful people, you, you start to lose sight of what, you know, who you are and where you started from. And, I, like, I, I'll... I don't need to be like those other guys, you know what I'm saying? And if I want to, you know, you know, then I'll take whatever steps it takes to, you know, do those things and try to make it come to reality. But, dude, yeah, it's about where you started from. Me, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I would have killed to be me right. I would to have be one percent yeah, yeah. of you right now. <laughs> yeah, you know, yes. to have one, ten grand in the I, bank from rapping would only, have been. I would have, I would have thought I was Drake. The old me would have been like, "Yo, (laughs) Hobson from 2021, you are Drake. What Mm. would Drake do differently than you?" But me being here, I'm going shit about um, a hundred million dollars differently. But I'm like, does it? But does that even matter though? Mm. Do I even? Does he even spend that much? Because you probably couldn't spend a hundred million. I couldn't. I I I wouldn't want to. You know, (laughs) I couldn't, and I can't even spend what I already got. The millions I are like, I can spend it, of course, with time. But there's no. It's not going to make I'm, you happier. In, yeah, unless I'm spending it on bullshit, but which I don't like. But I can't spend all this money just going traveling and staying in, you know, Airbnbs or whatever. Like, it's, it'll take a while, you know mm. what I'm saying? But it's it's enough. It's enough. And I think human beings, sometimes we get we get caught in this fucking, like, world pool of, like, trying to be better than the next man. But And, and we never stop to ask. Is it enough? Mm. Like, what am I chasing here? Like, like, dude, I'm I'm chasing happiness now. That's what I want. I'm not chasing. Tra- I don't want to be. I don't. I don't want to be Kendrick or Cole. You know, I don't want to do that. I I, I want to be me, and I'm happy with me now. And I just want to be. I just want to be happy. I just want to do things that I like that I enjoy and be my truest self. You know. Yeah, my therapist uh, said that to me at one point when I was kind of talking about being stressed out. I've been going so hard doing all this content, etc. And they're just kind of like, is it a money thing? Like you chasing at, is there a certain dollar amount that you think that you're going to hit that's going to make you happy? And I was like, no, like it's not about the money. Like that's just kind of, I look at the money at the end of the month and it's kind of like unrelated. Like I I feel like I have to go this hard because 
Like, because why? Because if it's not about the money, then you have to sort of start digging into your personality and Mm -hmm. say, like, well, what is it about myself that makes me feel like I need to do more, have more, or or whatever? Like, I mean, it can be coming from a positive place, which I feel like for me mostly is because I have a fucking chip on my shoulder where I just want to do as much great shit as I can. Yeah. But, you know, it's worth digging into your motives. It is. I think, and some people don't do that. Some people Mm -hmm. are just going after a thing, and then that... When they and if they ever find out what it is, it might just end with like clout. Yeah, <laughs> I <eat> ego. <laughs> I wanted to be the coolest person in the room, mm-hmm. which doesn't mean anything at the end of the fucking day. Because like, I mean, me and you both probably know so many cool people who like it's just they're just people. You know, it's just mm-hmm. the it's just the perception, whatever. It's, it doesn't mean anything at the end of the fucking day. You know, to do that. So I'm, yeah. I, I've I always ask why the why in everything is so important. Why do I want to be more famous if that was the case? Why? So like, and, and, and you really got to be able to find out that why, because mm. it might give you an answer that's ridiculous where it's like, you, you, and, you, and you may spend all your fucking years just chasing after something that doesn't satisfy you in the end. And you're going to be like, damn, I hate my fucking life. Did all that chasing that, trying to reach this. And I'm just left here with just feeling empty and bland and like I wasted all my fucking years. So that's how I feel when I look at Instagram and I'll see a girl getting fucking 10 designer handbags for y- her yes. birthday from from a dude or <laughs> buying it for herself or whatever. And I'm just thinking like, like, I mean, you got a closet full of very expensive handbags, but like, wh- what is this all leading up to? Like, how much vanity are you going to have to have? before you realize that this shit is kind of a fucking waste of your time and money. But some people are so vapid that that basically is like, you know, they're they're sort of keeping themselves satiated. They probably go at night, go to bed at night thinking, I'm happy because I have 10 Chanel bags and I'll be happier once I have two more. (laughs) And that's why I'm going to go to work all week. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I I do believe the universe will will, um, kick us on our asses eventually, Mm. you know? And people like that, it may take a little longer, and, you know, they, they, they may be getting away with it, especially these girls when they're, you know, where it, it seems like the cool thing to do. But I believe with time, the universe is like the, the universe is just winding up that punch. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, get those Chanel bags. OK, cool. Oh, you're, you're 38. Bow. Watch this now. <laughs> Damn shit. What, what did that do now? Oh, it's just they just in the closet collecting dust. Oh, no one even cares on Instagram. no more. Right. Oh, shit. You got a wrinkle. No one get. God damn, what are you going to do? I, I, I told this story on the podcast the other day, but I, I, I think it's worth it. It's like I was at the house smoking weed, feeling good, and I'm watching this fucking documentary about the Congo. And I'm just, you know, like just learning about there and just seeing the poverty and how poor they are and everything. And I'm yeah. just watching it, just thinking, like, what the fuck is the solution for this? Like, like seeing the way these people live is so sad, et cetera. And then I go out to smoke outside and I start flipping through YouTube and I see a clip of academics talking about going to the club in Miami and how this kid, this like billionaire kid yeah. spent $80,000 on two different tables at two different nightclubs, basically trying to impress academics. Yeah. Oh. And then I go back in and I'm watching yeah. the documentary about the Congo again. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> these Dude. Americans are fucking crazy, Dude. bro. Like I'm offended that there are people who spend money like this when there are people like this dying of starvation on the Dude. other side of the planet, bro. It's ridiculous. Yo, this is what... Man, this is why I like living out of the fucking country. So mm. when I was in Thailand, Gucci don't matter out there. When I was in Phuket walking around, you know, you got people fucking raising chickens, trying to, you know, farm and shit. All that cool shit. Like, if you actually try to walk down the street with some fucking Louis Vuitton, whatever, 
you're, no one's gonna give a fuck. They wouldn't even know they if it was real or not. They, yeah, because out there there's so stop. much bootleg shit that they don't even comprehend the idea of like a, a copyright. Yeah, yeah, way. like it, it's it would just feel stupid. Like you're better off just walking barefoot or just in some sandals and riding your little fucking moped, or whatever, with no shirt or whatever. Like it's it's just like it doesn't matter out there. It mm. literally doesn't matter. Instinctually, it doesn't matter. When you get there, like when I got there, I'm like shit. The clothes that I was wearing don't feel like the clothes that I should be wearing. Like it, it's a, it's like nature speaking to you, like really reminding you, like what the fuck are you doing? Right. And and but here it's this fucking, it's this simulation, it's this fucking matrix where it's just like everyone truly, truly believes that like there's some type of fulfillment and there's some type of like like happiness is at the other side of buying that cool thing getting that certain clout and it may be temporarily i believe you can get temporarily high off of it but it ain't long term it's just a short fucking high but i don't even know dude i i i dislike that part about especially like just the entertainment industry in general just like yeah look at me look at me look at like um like honestly like i'm Dude, I'm 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 so I'm over that shit. Like I, I wear I, I just want to state this. I wear cheap, fake shit. I enjoy the culture of like, you know, I wear I wear earrings and I got this chain. My shit, all this jewelry I got costs less than fifty dollars, and I'm gonna keep it that way. And I'm gonna constantly shop on Amazon <laughs> and get everything for fifteen fucking dollars because I really am that guy when it comes down to my bars, my craft. So no one can really pull my card. I don't feel that way, mm. and that's where the true. You know, that's where the gold really is. It's not in what I'm wearing and all that. I wear fake shit. Mm. It doesn't matter. And if someone ever comes up to me and says, you wear fake shit, I'm going to go, and? Am I less cooler now? Or what the fuck happened? The same girls that all the girls I hang out with know I wear fake shit. No one gives a fuck. It's just a fucking, like, Like, I, I never asked to be judged by the clothes that I wear. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, that's not a, it's, it's stupid. Dude, everybody needs to wear fake shit. No one's going to know. No one's going to, I promise you. I mean, people, some people can. If someone, no, here's a, if someone goes out of their way to find out if your shit's real or fake, cut that person out of your fucking life. Right. I dare someone in this room to question my earrings. Please question my earrings. <laughs> my, my $7 earrings from the middle of the mall. Mm. Please question it. You will never be, I will never come around you again because I'm going to question your values and who you are in life. You know what I'm saying? Why would someone do that? Right. Just, like, what about my personality? I'm a great fucking guy. Like, let's go out. Let's go fucking, let's, let's go do some fun shit. Let's go, let's, let's go to the fucking park. Let's go ride bikes. Don't get, get it out of my life. Yeah. Like, I don't like, I don't really get that part of rap music where it's like the the intent of the rapper to sort of like constantly flex on their audience who has like 1% of what they got. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like that either. And I'm, I'm a victim of it. I've, I've done it. I, I've done it. And I think it's it's been like instilled in our minds that that's what's cool. That's what rap is. And that's part of, you know, I struggle with having mental growth. And still being a rapper, mm. like especially the type of rapper that I am and what I grew up on, because I'm because it's all about bragging and boasting. Mm. It, like a lot of it is still based. The foundation of it is that the overall vibe is I'm cooler than you. You ain't like me. You ain't got it like me. You probably never be like me. Mm. I'll fuck your bitch. I can fuck your bitch. I will fuck your bitch. If your bitch see me, she gonna want to leave your ass. It's all that. And in reality, as grown men, like I, I've been through enough stuff. I've 
I've been cheated on. I have cheated on women as well in the past, you know, in my younger days. None of it is cool. I don't want to fuck your bitch. I just want you to be in a relationship. I would rather just leave this <laughs> yeah. thing that you guys got going on. Yeah. And I don't want you thinking about, if, if you are thinking about the fact that I could maybe take your girl from you, I don't want you to think about that. That's, that's horrible. I would yeah. hate for you to figure that out about her. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't want anybody to be troubled, man. Right. I don't want nobody, cause dude, especially like I don't want I don't want to make someone be like, man, I'll never. He's he can fuck my bitch. I'll never be like him. He's just so cool. Like, like I don't want to make no one feel that way. Right. I don't want no one trying to make me feel that way. I want I want to make people know, like, let them know, like, yo, you could do this shit too. Like all this shit in life, everything, nature's per, like the universe has provided us with all of the you know. Um, the elements that we need to create the life that we imagine. Mm. So I don't, I don't want to fuck you up and cause more psychological damage by me flexing on you, showing you what you'll never be, and constantly reminding you every song, every album, you ain't like me, bitch. Niggas ain't got it like me. These niggas can't do it like me. You can't do it like me. <laughs> you can do it like me. And the thing is, too, though, is that a lot of a lot of what makes me me or makes you you is not necessarily our choice. I didn't pick where I was born. I didn't pick my parents. Yep. I didn't pick the fact that my parents are, you know, relatively civilized, well-mannered people and not crazy drug addicts or whatever. You know, I didn't pick the fact that, um, you know, I would be born able to communicate well. Yeah. A lot of people I know could never do the shit that I do just because yep. of purely situational shit of how we were born. And if anything, like, you know, I, I could never imagine in a million years wanting to like address somebody from the projects and say like you could never be what I am now. It's like if anything, it's like I consider myself just extremely lucky to have been born the person I was. And to granted, like there's there's a lot of elbow grease in there too. Yeah, but a lot of the, like there's a lot of people who are incredibly talented and I know who are sitting in jail for twenty years for because they Dude. got in a fight outside a club one night. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like to to constantly call attention to that just feels like the last thing that you would want to be doing for the person that you're trying to become. Yeah, no, I, I agree, man. I agree. It's it's all hip hop. Uh, like there's a like I love I love hip hop and hate it at the same time sometimes. But it's um it's yeah, man. I, I it, it's it's weird sometimes. It's weird. It's very weird to that that you know most rappers, including myself, um just play this game of I'm better than you. Mm. Uh, and, and I still do it, and I, and I know I still will do it because it's instilled in me, but I do want to let go of it. But even let go of it, it's scary because if I let go of it, what the fuck is my music going to sound like? Right. Well, Yo, probably kind of like what it sounds like now where you're just opening up your trauma for everyone to view, right? Yeah, that kind. But then it's always fun to make the, the bouncier songs. Right. And it's usually the bouncier songs where you're talking your shit. Mm. And talking to shit is what usually when, when you're just like, nigga, you, you wish you had it like me, nigga, or whatever. And, and that's usually when it comes out. That's when the, those type of bars come out. Right. But I don't know, man. You know, I don't have the answer to it. You know, I'm still, I'm, I'm on my journey. I mean, on one hand, though, being a rapper is like, you know, Floyd Mayweather doesn't beat the shit out of somebody every day. But when we see him getting in that ring, he's beating the fuck out of somebody. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Hobson can be a good person, a humble, low-key person. And then when you get on a track, you're saying a bunch of crazy-ass shit that's not necessarily you. I mean, being a rapper is, I'm sure it's always been a character, at least yeah. to a certain extent with you, right? Yeah, yeah, it, it has. I mean, I believe it's a character with everybody. I believe everything is, mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, it's, um, I, don't, I don't know. I, 
I, I like most of my music to be like serious, mm. serious based about personal life issues, personal life situations. But I don't know, man. This this is it's rap mind fucks me. Right. <laughs> it makes me reconsider my existence every fucking day. I uh I wanted to ask about uh do you have like a song that uh came out within the last year I think with NF and oh you, yeah it was in I think this year March right yeah. and that song's huge and you guys seem like there's some sort of a similar thread there where you guys are both like ridiculously talented rappers extremely popular but then both seem to kind of be like on the outskirts of like the mainstream rap conversation. Um, what's your relationship to him or how did that song um, happen? Me, me and NF are, are really cool. We're really cool homies. Um, we, we got introduced by one of our mutual rapper homies named Futuristic. And um, yeah, we, I mean, him and I kind of got similar styles, you know mm. what I'm saying? We got similar vibes in our music that, and, and we just knew that it would cross paths well. So NF, um, we, we've been talking for like a couple years before we actually did the collab. And I think it was late 2019, he hit me up. He was like, yo, um, we, should we should work on something soon. And I was like, I'm down. And he said, he, he said he's going to send me some beats. So he sent me a couple beats. I chose the beat that I liked the most, which was the one that we rapped to. And then um, we were originally supposed to put the song out in 2019 because that's when we shot the video, recorded the song oh, wow. way okay. back then. Um, but yeah, we, you know, we always talk, we, we vibe really, really, really well. So the song was just like effortless. We weren't in the same studio recording, but I, it was just a, it was just a frequency that we both picked up on and we just, you know, did what we do. And I, I think the song came out well. Right. Yeah. He's kind of fascinating <laughs> because he's like had just such huge records, but then doesn't really like, you know, he's never even like. Done, like when I was searched his name in an interview, yeah. he never done like any of the typical interviews that you would ever think of for yeah, a, yeah. a rapper, which is kind of true for you. You've done like, but you did Vlad, you know, Jumper, like, but like, I don't know the fact that he's sort of like, I, I'm just kind of fascinated by what he, his perspective he, on he, that would be. He's he's kind of um, like he he's got that vibe too, where he's like ducked off in his own little world, right? You know, so he 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 likes to be low key. You know, mm. he he's not the guy. Who wants to be out there like look at me i'm the coolest guy in the room look what i'm wearing he like he likes to make music you know i can tell and but he he's a human he like he he enjoys being a human and that's what i picked up from being around him he he likes to be human and um yeah i i, I you know i don't know his whole full story about why he hasn't done this interview or that interview right but i i just He's a regular guy, though. When you look at somebody like him, though, who is, like, mega lyrical and talented in that regard, but then he also has had big-ass radio hits. Yeah. Do you still hold out some degree of, like, I'm going to I'm gonna do that? And, and it feels like that is, like, really hard to pull off without, like, a label, like, mainstream label thing. Um, is that something you ever even think about as an aspiration? I've thought about it, and I've made a, a failed attempts at it in the past. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, I feel like a lot of artists have thought about it. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely have. And... It's that's not for me. Mm. It's, it's not that I can't like I, I'm talented in the areas that I work on my craft in. And I believe that the areas that I work on my craft in are not necessarily something that would appeal to the mainstream media. Mm. I don't believe in hit songs and songs there. I just believe in preference. You know what I'm saying? That there's um, 
like there was a time where UK songs sounded so like UK rap sounded so whack to all Americans. Now all of a sudden, like it, it's it's starting to sound good. Like I I I I love it now. You know what I'm saying? And mm. and so I, and that just goes to show that it's all just preference. You know, you do some. You you hear something long enough, you know you can get you can get used to it. But I believe that hits and all that don't exist. It's just up to the individual to decide if they like it or not. And you know when I put music out, I get millions of streams. That's a hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When when I when I when I put my music out, I get millions of streams, millions of dollars. It looks like a hit to me. Right. If, if the if the people over there. Don't fuck with it. It don't matter because the people over here are fucking with it heavy. So, right. And if they say that they never heard of it, whatever, it's all good. There's a lot of people that have never heard of me, and I've never heard of them, and we're we're doing well, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not tripping. I don't I don't want to play that game though. I'm not the the mainstream game of radio hit. I, I don't care. It doesn't. It's not gonna like. And it becomes less important by the day. Yeah, because it, it it just ultimately comes down to the fans. Do I have the fans? Um, and am I, you know, making money? Am I surviving off of this? Can I feed my family? That's all it really, that's what, that's what matters. And if that's in place, I'm good. The other cool looks, the radio, did it hit here? Did so-and-so play it? Did it hit this, this fucking thing on whatever, the Spotify playlist? I don't give a fuck. Right. I just don't care. What about Dax? I feel like that's an interesting collab too because i feel like he's sort of like occupying a very similar lane to you we've at this actually point we as actually well. collabed on um, 2019 right it's a song called yeah um you should have known that's the name of the song uh-huh. I was, I, I, it's actually one of my favorite songs like i i, I love that collab and i love how dax came off on that song as well so um yeah um I, I can see the similarities between dax and i you know he's doing his thing he's he's I don't want to say he's new, but he's not new now because he's been in for a few years now. But he's really he's really muscled through this shit. Like he's really like I've seen him go from here to fucking here. So he's right. he, yeah, he's yeah, doing he's, well. he's doing great for himself. It's cool to see. Like, I mean, it's it's interesting because I feel like he's somebody who I don't know if he originally would have imagined it like that, but I feel like he's got to kind of look at your career and be like, okay, even if I'm not going to be Mister like mainstream rapper celebrity there totally is a lane for me that's been carved out by people like you, you know? yeah 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 and you know maybe i have i did pave a lane for him you know i don't i don't um i'm not gonna you know fully claim be like right, yeah right. he only exists because of me but you know maybe i did maybe i did you know um open his mind up to new possibilities of being a rapper and being independent so but he's, does, he's doing his thing how does that change you making those songs though when you're rapping alongside somebody like nf or, or dax or whatever who i assume that you consider them like pretty strong lyrically uh does that make you go harder than you would normally or is that different than when it's just you in the studio recording and you only have yourself to compare yourself to yeah so um <laughs> Yeah, so w- with NS specifically, because I'm like, man, because I, I know he knows how I rap, and I know how he raps, so I'm like, I I can't come with no bullshit. But you did know? you hear his verse before you recorded yours? Um, yes, luckily, because oh, okay. I I feel like if he because he he brought he presented the idea of a collab, so I feel like it's just respect to like if I if I hit you up and I say I want to do a collab. And you agree, and you say, "Yo, give me the beat," and I and I give you the beat. I feel like it's just a respect thing to just put put an idea, a concept on mm. it, so you can know where to take it, so you can see what kind of vibe I'm going with. You know, because mm. there's some rappers who just send beats, and you're like, "Man, what, what do I rap about? What? <laughs> what? All right, since you did this fuck shit, I'm gonna rap about my dog Bubbles. Okay, right, right, I'm gonna, exactly, I'm gonna yeah. shoot a whole verse about how I love my dog Bubbles on this fucking trap beat. And hey, 
you said nothing, so you can't get mad. There's the verse. Don't ask me to rewrite it. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to be in those situations. So, I love when someone just puts their idea on it. So I'm like, okay, I see where you're taking it. I'm gonna bounce off of that. So, um, but NF, yeah, he um, he was definitely like he he had a he 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 was chopping it up on there like fast. So I was like, damn, I don't want to do the same shit he's doing. So I got to take a different approach, but still effective. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, 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 I definitely kept that in mind when I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't want to get murdered. I don't want people to get to my verse and be like, this shit whack, right. you know? So I, I think all, all rappers keep that in mind usually, especially like MC-based rappers, like who are just like in that world of like lyrical, spiritual rappers. Really caring about it. Yeah, know? yeah. For sure. Yep. Um, okay, so post-COVID, how do you feel about what you're going to do you have anything in particular in mind that you're excited about now obviously you can tour again you can get out there and be around the people and, and everything like how are you feeling about where you're going to take things from here um i'm just focused on where i'm going to take things as a human being mm. i want to travel the world more i want to see new cultures i want to experience new things i want to um work on establishing a relationship with my son i you know, rapping is cool and I'm still going to do it, but I'm going to do it when I feel like doing it. I'm not going to let it consume me and ruin my mind and, and corrupt my thoughts like it has done in the past. I, I, I can, I just want to do whatever makes me happy. So I can't promise that like me being the a full throttle Hobson showing up to every event, dropping songs on this specific time all the time is going to happen. Like, I, I'm just going to do it when I feel it, you know? Mm. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a slave to, to this industry. I don't want to be. But I'm, I'm, I'm still grateful for it, and I don't want to take it for granted where I just, like, let it pass, and I'm like, fuck, you know? But I, I want to be human. I, I want to live. I want to experience the earth. I want to, you know, just make new friends in places that I never thought of. I want to just do that. And I also, I also want to help people. I really, really, truly enjoy helping people. Like, I want to help them through their problems because you know rap, rap is cool and i can do it through rap um and you know and maybe i'll start doing it more through there i feel like i already have you know in a sense but i and i still will but i want to i want to go to like schools and and help kids i want to speak to them and let them know like reality you know like what what's what's going to happen when you get out of middle school or high school and, and this is something that i really want to do like mm. i i i, I want to be one of those voices in the world where people are like I'm glad that man spoke because I now see things from a different perspective or new perspectives, you know? It's pretty dope that your life has even, like, afforded you the ability to be able to sort of, like, wander off and do those kind of things. Because a lot of rappers are really only rapping from the lived experience of just being a rapper. Yeah. And it's kind of, like, cyclical and it's boring and it's, like, I don't know. It feels like probably the best thing that you could do for your your content and your career and everything would be to like step away and have these crazy life experiences so that when you are ready to make music or whatever that you're able to sort of speak on things that you know are just totally out of the ordinary or that that feed your soul really yeah yeah exactly and i want to um i still want to do music like i want to collaborate with different artists around the world but they don't they don't necessarily have to be famous I might go to Africa and find some dude in Nigeria who just plays the fucking bongos or whatever. And I just want to just create new sounds, different things, just to just just as a musician. Mm. Fuck the fame shit. Fuck how cool it looks or whatever. 
I just want to do it, you know, because th- that, that feeds my soul. You know what I'm saying? I just want to do things that feed my soul. And if it happens to, you know, come out as a song that people love, whatever, then it is what it is. But I, I truly, truly just want to be happy. Mm. I want to do things that make me happy. I don't want to fall un- under this umbrella of, well, if you're a rapper, you got to put out albums at least once a year. Some people are even doing twice. You know, look at what he did. Look, nope. Get that the fuck out. I'm, I'm a human fucking being and I'm leaving and <laughs> doing whatever the fuck I want to do. And I'm allowed to, you know, mm. but I, I'm smart, though. So, like I said, I'm not going to, you know, destroy what I built, you know, and, and just let it fucking fizzle off. But I want to live, man, and I want to and I want to show people, like, let people know, like, it's okay to live, dude. I've, I've been slaving away for this in this industry for ten years. I've been rapping for twenty-one years. Mm. I'm finally in a place in my life now where I can see the world. Why the fuck do I want to go sit down and rap right now? Like, mm. why? Like, if I feel it, I feel it. But come on, now, twenty-one fucking years. So imagine working at McDonald's for twenty-one fucking years, and then someone like you're gonna cook some new fries about the, with the with the new seasoning, with the new sauce. Like, man, get the fuck out of here. If I make some fries with some new sauce, it's it's gonna be what it's gonna be. But ain't nobody trying to do that right now. Yeah, I've been working at that fucking office for so fucking long. I want to do new shit. The thing that like people do is that they they work their whole life and then all of a sudden one day they're like sixty five and they retire and they get to go on vacation, but they're so old that they could barely fucking walk. Yeah. And it's like you kind of become a rapper, so you won't have that kind of lifestyle. But then through becoming a rapper, you end up grinding and working out the job basically as hard as somebody who's got a fucking office job. And yeah. that's just sort of it's like at a certain point you got to if you if you are able to do this with your financial situation and stuff i think it's just hugely beneficial to be able to step away and sort of take some time you know yeah yeah i agree i i look at this way i give this some um, example a lot you got kevin hart and dave Chappelle. kevin hart is clearly i guess um in the mainstream media he's popping right now mm. he's hot movies dropping left to right he's doing the most um dave Chappelle. He, everyone knows him, clearly mm. knows him. He's, you know, he's not doing movies like that. You know, he drops a Netflix special, you know, when he feels like it. Mm. But I fuck with Dave, Ch- me personally, mm. I love Dave Chappelle. I don't give a fuck how big these other comedians are, whatever. I don't care if Dave Chappelle doesn't ever do a movie again or a fucking stand-up comedy. I love Dave Chappelle and he's one of my favorite comedians of all time. And I guess in the world of like, I don't want to say he's underground, but you know, he kind of has the, he's got that Deadpool thing going on too, where he's like in his own, he's not tied to anything. He just does it how he wants to. I feel like Dave Chappelle is just being him, mm. like not doing things where like, I got to be here, got to be there, got to make sure I'm the hottest guy in the room. Like, he, I, I truly feel, and I don't know what his real reality is like, but I, I get the vibe from how he talks, how he presents himself. He's just him. He's Dave the human. Kevin Hart has been profit maximizing all these years. Yes. He's got a shitload of endorsements. Yes. He's like, you know, he's got these big movies. He's got all this crazy shit going on, and that's awesome. But you're right that once you zoom out, and and we can kind of view this, I think, more accurately as like non-hardcore comedy fans or like not being in the comedy (laughs) industry. But you can see like those two different career arcs, and it's like 
Kevin Hart, if he had gone a little bit more in the Dave Chappelle, like Dave Chappelle, I feel like has that identity because he made one show that only lasted a couple seasons and everybody regarded it as basically the best show that we had ever seen. It's true. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I mean, that, that is kind of, that's very telling is that like, you don't need to do 500 movies. Like you don't need to make 500 music videos, but if you can make one fucking music video that was just like, or one album that was the best fucking thing that the world had ever heard that year or, or, or whatever. And it's, it's kind of like, you can't be too closely involved with that end result. Yeah, you have yeah. to just make it and, and do the best job you can. And, you know, that that reputation sort of chooses you. Yeah, yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's true. And and some people, they may work a million times as harder than, I guess, Dave Chappelle doing this and that, you know, getting all the publicity, everything. And the end result may not even be as great as Dave Chappelle. People like, because everyone fucks with Dave Chappelle, I feel like, mm. you know, and I. Sometimes it, it, you know, just yeah, that it, it that may not be the path for everybody. You know, I, I I'd rather, and I'm not saying I am or I'm not a Dave Chappelle. I'm just saying I, I just want to be me. I just want to be me, whatever it is. You know, so let every other rapper do whatever the fuck they're doing. I'm gonna do what I'm doing, and it's not even a competition of who's cooler at the end. I just know at the end, I want to be able to go. I've been me the whole time. Mm. That's all that really mattered. You know, respect, cool, keep it moving, but. Yeah, I just, I just like living, man. There's so many, there's so many beautiful things out there, dude. Dude, I've been hanging with elephants like mm. consistently. Like last year, I was hanging with el- like, what the fuck is that? Like I was really like bathing elephants, really like helping them live life and survive during the whole COVID shit. What is that? Was just a, like shit like that. I, I like stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know, I'm helping random families out in, in Thailand just to survive, and you know they're they're taking me into their lives, showing me how their families live. Like these are things I would have never seen in America. I, I and I want to see more around the world. I want to go everywhere and, and see other things. It excites me. It's like winning a Grammy to me. You know. I remember the first time, and it was in Thailand, where I, I first saw an elephant up close and personal, and was just like really looking at the fucking elephant's skin. <laughs> Dude, it's and crazy. Just thinking, like, like it's a dinosaur. There's a whole world out there, man. <laughs> like this, this elephant skin yeah. is some thick shit. There's bugs landing all over me. I'm go, Fuck! Yeah. I'm just like yeah. somehow I find this elephant skin very moving right now. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's it, dude, and there, man. Outside of America, like America has great things. I'm not gonna like shit on it like that, but the world has. Things out there that you've never fucking seen that will do something to you when you're in the presence of it. Mm. Like, and you can't, and, and of course, in you know, you just being stuck in your place going, what could he do? Go to one of these fucking places, you know, if, if, you, if you have the opportunity to, and just, you're, you're just going to see. Mm. Like, the designer of this fucking universe knew what the fuck they were doing. They're like, oh, you think you got this shit figured out? Check this out. When you, I got some shit that you ain't never seen. Go over here. Check this out. Watch what the nature does to you. Mm. Watch what it pulls out of you. Watch how it makes you feel. Watch what, watch what it makes you want to let go of the things, that, you know, the things that you didn't really need in your life. Like there, uh, there's different vibrations out there, man, that we can tap into. But, yeah, a lot of people just, if they don't travel, I feel like they'll just never see those things. They'll never understand. But, man, I love traveling. Traveling is one of the best things you can do. Yeah. Like when I uh, I interview rappers all the time, and I notice that the ones who traveled at a young age, yeah, that usually just like opens the world up to them. Yeah, they realize like there's damn, there's so much more than just and that person who just never leaves their block. Yeah, it's like it's so hard to see outside of that. Yeah, it re- it really is. 
It really is. And I, and I understand as well because I've been, I was that kid growing up who, who didn't travel, right. stuck inside my neighborhood. But there's so much more out there, man. Like there's so much more. And I, I hope everyone out there can just, you know, get a chance to see it. For sure. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Hey, appreciate you as well. Very, very real conversation right there. I Hell feel yeah, like I uh, it. I'm, I I'm just it. super excited to see what people have to say about that. Oh, yeah. I'll be yeah. tuned into the comments section heavily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But any, uh, anything you want to promote? Anything you want, anyone you want to shout out? Um, shout out to life, man. Mm. You're still here. You haven't died yet. Congratulations. <laughs> I don't know how you did it. Haven't managed to get hit by a car yet. <laughs> you know, we're still here. So there's hope. We're all here on the same rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, nothing I want to promote, man. I'm just here just, just being me. Yeah. yeah. I can't even do the, the outro because I just feel like it will kind of taint what we just did you so. know what look there's no, <laughs> nothing wrong with playing the game so let, yeah. let's 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 hit that let's we'll just say like comment and subscribe i'm not going to give you the whole spiel <laughs> hobson appreciate you man for Thank real so hey that i appreciate awesome. you too man